Thanks for tuning in and making Res Life a part of your day. Whether this is your first time listening or this is a part of your weekly rhythm, we are glad you're here. If you'd like to connect more throughout the week, check us out at reslife.org, download our app, or follow us on social media. It's time for today's message, so let's dive in. Good morning, everyone. How are you? This is the 11 o'clock rowdy crowd. Come on, somebody. I spoke to the nine o'clock sleepy crowd, so hopefully we'll get some, uh, some hallelujahs and let the Lord use you. Amen, somebody? I was, pre- I was preaching at a, at a church in New York a little while back, and there was like this little grandma sitting there, and uh, she just kept saying, well, I'd say something, she said, well... I'm like, what are you talking about? She'd wave her hanky, well. And I, I don't know if that was her version of amen or if I was driving her crazy like, well, I don't know what he's talking about. Anyway, so happy to be here and uh, it's my honor. I think, I think I was trying to put this together uh, this week, but I think this is my 25th year of uh, preaching for you guys. Uh, in a row. I don't think I've ever missed a year. And uh, I don't know what that says about Pastor Dwayne's discernment on guest speakers, but uh, I certainly am profoundly privileged to occupy this pulpit. I'll try not to destroy his life's work in 30 minutes. Come on, somebody. Um, A couple pretty cool things that have happened in our lives. Uh, Last Wednesday, we celebrated... uh, 43 years of being married. Uh, Amen. That was great. That is great. I was having dinner with uh, someone the other night and they said, uh, well, I've been married 43 years too, four different wives though. So I was like, okay, well, praise the Lord for that. And uh, I've just got the one. Praise the Lord. That's all I can contend with. And then uh, on the 25th of this month, I'll be... It's unbelievable, but I'll be 66 years old, and that's just crazy. Yeah, three people are clapping because it's just weird being 66 years old. You look in the mirror, and you're like, you are no longer sexy. It's just not working anymore. You have no game. Good thing you've had a wife for 43 years because this is no longer available or attractive. No one wants it to be available. (laughs) Anyway, um, praise the Lord. And my 49th year of full-time ministry. Uh, so God is, this is a great season uh, in our lives. So let me talk to you about America a little bit. Uh, one or two things are going on in the United States. Uh, this might be the most interesting time that I've ever uh, been experiencing in my lifetime. Um, that I just think America, I think America needs miracles. I believe that the miracle working power of God has got to be dumped out and unleashed in our nation. I believe that the part of the reason why the church exists is so that we could be 
a mechanism for miracles to go into motion. I believe that the soul of our nation needs an intervention that is supernatural. That we can no longer politically change the soul of America. We can no longer uh, legislate morality. I mean, basically our nation has lost its collective minds. Amen. I mean, where in the, did you ever think, did you ever think that people would be saying that men could get pregnant? Now men can look pregnant. Come on somebody, but they, they, I'm not even going to go over there because I'm wondering what's going on. But we can't, we don't have uteruses. We don't want uteruses. Amen. We don't, uh, that, that, you know, the, there's this divide between what's God and what isn't and what, what the Bible says about things and what, and what the Bible doesn't say about things. And, and we're, we're abandoning God's pattern and, and you cannot have God's presence without God's pattern. And, and, and if we don't have God's presence, then what are we, what are we doing? Uh, the, Bible's, the Bible says, look, if I'll go with you. He told David, I'll go with you. There's something about God going with you into your journey that provides you what's necessary for you to get wins. Amen, somebody? So, so the Bible, I, I want to I talk to us a little bit about uh, setting the condition for miracles to go into motion in our life and in the life of our nation. And I think that we're getting reduced down to uh, where the church is going to have to step up. And, and can I gently say that when lawlessness increases, we have a tendency to stop loving what God loved before he loved the church. God so loved the world that he gave. And Jesus made the church so that the church could love what he loves, and that's the world. And so we've gotten really good at loving ourselves and hating them. Uh, let me go over here uh, because I was feeling a little something right there. But, uh, and, and so that, and, and because lawlessness increases, our love grows cold. But if our love grows cold, then the gospel no longer has the gasoline or the impetus to reach a world that's lost its mind. Amen. Now, now listen, we cannot lose our mind because they've lost their minds. We cannot lose our love because they've lost their love. We cannot lose our prayer life. Man, I feel the anointing already. We cannot lose our prayer for lost people because they're lost and we're frustrated at how lost they are. Listen, we need a miracle to hit the soul of God's house and this crazy nation that's lost its way. Amen, somebody? And so we've got to set the conditions for miracles to go into motion. Jesus said that in the world, we would have tribulation, but in him, we would have peace. So it's a, you're able to be, and you have the, the capacity in your humanity, your human faculties can be at peace while you're in the place of tribulation simultaneously. So if you understand that you're in him while you're in the world, that you're in the place of peace while you're in the place of tribulation, that peace is the platform from which we possess promise and peace is the place that miracles flow out of. Not panic, 
not pain, not predicaments, not prognosis. The peace of God that surpasses our ability to understand has got to be the the platform from which we operate as God's containers, instigators, inaugurators of miracles that America needs. Amen, somebody? And look, God always lets the faith go first. If you recall on Mount Carmel, uh, the great prophet uh, Elijah said, hey, all you prophets of Baal and Asherah, you guys go first. And then the God who answers with fire, that's God. I'm telling you, God will let the devil go first. And that's what's happening. But you better be ready for your turn. Because the fire, you're going to call down fire. And all the people are going to say, those people's God that's God, amen. I don't know what I've been doing or what I've been following, but I'm gonna follow that God. See, Jesus wants you to know that the greater one is on the inside of you. And let me just stretch it a little bit. I know that Jesus is the greater one who's living on the inside of you, but the greater you is living on the inside of you. The version of who you are is greater than the version maybe that you're living. There's something on the inside of you that God wants you to recognize that is greater than what is on the outside of you and that what you're facing. Amen, somebody? I mean, greater is the redeemed innocence and the fresh identity that God has put on the inside of you than what you're facing. You are not limited to your pedigree. You're not limited to your experiences. You're not limited to your surroundings. You're not limited to how you were raised or who you were raised by. There are no limitations. I'm here to tell you, God wants you to have boundaries, but he doesn't want you to have ceilings. He wants you to have boundaries, but... You got to blow the lid off of your life, baby. You got to go into a place where you are not limited to the natural, but you got some super on your natural. Come on, somebody. So, <laughs> so in, in Matthew chapter 16, I think it is, Jesus is sitting around the campfire with his guys and he said, listen, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Everybody say keys. I want to entitle this message, No means go. No means go. Well, I just felt like, you know, there was a no. The no is to see if you'll go even though you're getting a no. Even a no from God. Well, I just felt like the Lord said no. No, when God says no, he really means go. Look how quiet it got up in here. I'm just trying to obey God. God wants you to go. Two-thirds of God's name is go. G-O-D. Go. Well, he told me no. No means go. Because I'm going to show how no means go in the Holy Bible. Amen. You are not going to let your excuses be bigger than your dreams. You are not going to let the resistance steal your persistence. Oh, come on, 11 o'clock somebody. So so Jesus says, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you bind on earth. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I have an announcement. God does not need us from earth to be jacking with heaven where he lives. 
You think he's got, he's like, you know what, let me see what you're going to buy and, and then we'll take that into consideration in heaven. That's not what he's talking about. He's not talking about where he lives. And he doesn't need you to bind where the birds fly. There's a, in, I think it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2, the, the Bible's talking about, the, the, the Apostle Paul's describing, he says, I know a man, he's talking about himself. He said, this guy went to the third heaven. So if there's a third heaven, there's a second heaven and a first heaven, right? So God doesn't give you keys to the kingdom of the third heaven. He don't need you in there messing around with things. Amen? He's on the throne. Him and Jesus and the Holy Ghost got things handled. They didn't need you coming up in here with your issues that, that you need tissues for your issues and all the dramas in your pajamas jacking with heaven. I just bind heaven. No, 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 no. And, and, and the birds don't need our involvement. The clouds don't need us to, you know. The second heaven is where demonic and angelic activity take place. Atmosphere is what influences mindsets. So if we don't use the keys of the kingdom to influence angelic and demonic activity, our mindsets are left to the jurisdiction of whatever's going on over our lives. And let me tell you something, heaven, the heavens where the demonic and, and angelic activity are need some Christian people, some Christ-following people, some Holy Ghost-baptized people to use the key to shift that environment and shift that atmosphere because that atmosphere is influencing the soul of our nation into brokenness. And whatever, listen, broken-hearted people gravitate toward broken people and broken things. Healed, that's why Jesus said, I came to heal broken hearts. Why? Because broken hearts gravitate toward broken hearts. And then you're just medicating each other's pain and your point of connection is brokenness rather than being healed. And then heal people, heal people. Reason why you keep going and replicating your regrets is because we need, you need to allow Jesus to bind up what's broken so you stop going toward broken things. Living broken lives. With broken dreams and broken relationships and broken marriages and broke. Come on, man. I'm taking this dude with me right here. You going home with me, dog. He said, man, you're preaching. I, that's what I was trying to do. Okay, so. But healed people, whole people, heal people. And make people whole. And listen, America needs to be brought back to healing, not brokenness. The broken system breaks people. The redeemed system redeems people. Carry the redemption of the Lord that redeemed your innocence. And let that be drenched all over the place in your environment. Stop going for broken things. So he says, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. Shift Shift the atmosphere, shift the environment, change the mindset. Let miracles start being part of your consideration. Like remember in Philippians chapter four, Paul says the everything and nothing and the nothing and everything verse. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And then the peace of God. That verse does not say rebuke 
anxiety. Angst, angst, I rebuke you and I bind you in Jesus' name. No, Jesus, I mean, Paul just said, listen, get your praise on. If you just get your praise on, you get your prayer on, you involve God in what you want and what you need and what you desire, get that on. Get thankful in your life. Watch what happens. Anxiety will lose its grip. Peace will put a guard over how you're thinking and how you're feeling. And then you're positioned to possess promise because anxiety no longer is legislating your disposition. Why? Because you sent your praise up and it shifted the environment. You use the key of praise. You use the key of faith. You use the key of being thankful. You use the key of involving God in your desires and your requests. And then God's peace positions you for promise and miracles. Amen. That's a good place to say hallelujah or slap somebody. So let's talk about a problem. The wedding at Canaan or Cana. Jesus's place of his first miracle. Now, let me tell you something. The Bible says that that miracle was the beginning of miracles, not the ending of miracles. I want you to know that when you start getting miracles, man, it's not one and done. It's from now on. If you can just get that first miracle, if God can just intervene in your life, if God can just open things up, all of a sudden miracles are possible. I don't don't have to live with the lids of limitations. I live with the boundaries, keeping the world out and the brokenness out and mindsets that mess me up out. But I can dream as big and go as high. He's the most high and I got him on the inside. I have no limitation. Life without limits is why Jesus died for you and me. So here, here the Bible says, on the third day of this wedding, John 2, verse 1, let's go. It says, on the third day of this wedding, Jesus' mom, Mary, was there, which is big. Watch this. Mary, look at me. Mary shifted the atmosphere. Mary, by herself, shifted that bad boy. And what did she experience When the need for the miracle presented itself, she was presented with a no. And she heard go. Jesus said no. Mary heard go. Watch this. This is great, man. This is crazy. So it says the mother of Jesus is there. Next verse, Jesus and his disciples were there. I think Jesus and his disciples were the problem. Because the very next verse says, and then they ran out of wine. I'm not even going to get into it. But Mary, Mary goes to Jesus, verse 4, and says, we got a problem. The problem is that the essential ingredient for the success of the situation has run out. And now there is a perceived disposition of lack. They're witnessing the essential ingredient for what they need to be successful. I mean, I would have fired the wedding planner. I mean, you don't even know how to order right. I mean, all this was gone. I mean, in this situation, and they're in this situation. Now there's pressure. Now there's, there's this, this sense of I'm, not, I'm, I'm in scarcity. I'm not going to make it. Uh, things are wrong here. Something's going off. And the, the, the essential, I'm in a marriage where the love ran out. I'm in a, 
business where the contracts ran out. I'm in a body where the health ran out. I'm in a home where the money ran out of the checkbook. The essential ingredient for the success of the situation ran out. It was there, but now it's gone. And Jesus, I need some help. How many can relate? Don't raise your hand. I can tell by looking, especially on this side. Come on, somebody. It's just like, it's gone. I'm married to this woman. She don't love me no more. I'm married to this man. He don't work hard no more. I'm married. I got these kids. Lord Jesus. <laughs> they became teenagers. Somebody called Dr. Dobson back. Some of y'all don't even know who he is, but back in the day, he was the big family guy, a Christian family counselor. And the, this lady called and she said, I have two teenagers. I feel like sticking them in a drum, an industrial drum, and just shoving food through the knot hole. And their husband was on the other line. He said, I want to plug the knot hole. Your patience has run out. Your joy ran out. The dream ran out. Your sense of God ran out. You need a miracle. The spiritual awareness in our nation has run out. The love has run out. Our patience for people that don't think like us has run out. Our grace has run out. Our tolerance has run out. We've run out. The essential ingredient for the success of this nation is running out. And somebody better set the conditions for miracles to hit our nation and put us back to one nation under God without division. In Jesus' name. You don't have permission to stop loving a lost world. So he tells, she tells Jesus, Mary tells Jesus, hey, they ran out. The wine ran out. He says, what's that have to do with me? He goes, I didn't drink it. My disciples aren't lit like the rest of these people. Like I, I didn't have anything to do this. What does this have to do with me? And she's so, she's so powerful that Mary says, great. Turns to the head waiter, says, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Didn't even listen to his no. He said no, she heard go. She tell, listen, listen to me, listen to me. Is it possible? Oh, I didn't say this in the first service. I wish I would have. But is it possible to put a demand on the anointing for something that was scheduled for later to come into your life now? He said, it's not my time, woman. I didn't create this problem. I didn't have nothing to do with the wine running out. I didn't have nothing to do with the love running out. I didn't have anything to do with the money running out. I didn't have anything to do with the health running out. I didn't have anything to do with the sense or the spirituality running out. I didn't have anything to do with that. And somebody's got to say to somebody who serves God, whatever he tells you to do, you do it. Everybody say, no, no. means go. And see, Mary had something on the inside of her with Jesus, dear lady. She had a relationship with him that she had nurtured. She had carried. 
isn't it interesting, sir, that, that if God put it on the inside of you, he, it appears that he's given you the right to put a demand on it. And every single person sitting in here this morning, God has deposited something on the inside of you. He's put a dream or an anointing or a promise or a future or something that contrary winds have blown against, that life has tried to beat it down. No, 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 no. And you better rise up this morning, little lady, and be like, go, 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 go. I'm not going to hear the no, I'm going to hear the go. And if, if God puts something on the inside of you, doll, then he's given you the right to put a demand on it. And you're like, well, maybe that was reserved for later. Maybe that was scheduled for later. It appears that if you've been working it, if you've been believing it, if you've been standing on it, God gives you the right to put a demand on it. And maybe your miracle was scheduled for later, but I need a miracle now. Amen, somebody. Gotta do something now, Jesus. Woo. And so here... Jesus said, look, this is not my time. That's an important note. And she said, listen, listen, I'm not interested in your timing. What are you preaching, Hage? Read the Bible, man. I'm not interested in your timing. You're always synchronized with your timing. I don't do nothing. I don't see the Father doing it. I don't say nothing. I don't hear the Father say it. He was always in synchronization with his timing. And then here comes Mary. He says, I'm going to shift your timing to my timing. Remember, Jesus gives this parable. I think it's in Luke 18, verse 1, I think. He says, and Jesus spoke in parables, showing people that they should keep on praying and never lose heart. And then he gives this story about the unjust judge. This lady comes to him, keeps hammering him. I need deliverance from my adversary. I need help. I need you to get me out of this. He's like, no, 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 no. Everybody say no, no. means go. So he just, she just kept on. You got to give me deliverance. You got to give me relief. You got to get me out of this. And he finally says, okay, whatever you want, I'm going to do for you. Not because you deserve it, but because you're about to wear me out. God wants us to hit the resistance with persistence. When life tells you no, your spirit better rise up and say go. Remember in Luke 11, Jesus is teaching on prayer. And some guy, some guy and his family are in, in the house and one of his friends shows up at midnight, knocks on the door. He gets up, opens the door. His friend is standing in front of him. It's midnight. He says, I'm on this journey. I'm sorry it's so late, but I'm hungry. I have needs and I need you to help me. And the man says to his friend, I don't have anything to give you. I got nothing. But my next door neighbor is rolling. I'm going to go see what's going on over there. Just wait here. So he goes next door and starts banging on the door. And from inside, the man hears his friend knocking on the door. And he says, what do you want? He said, well, a friend of mine came from this journey and he's hungry and I have nothing to set before him. I need you to give me some, you know, I need you to give me some stuff, man. 
And the Bible says from inside, the man will say to his friend, go away, it's late, me and my kids are in the bed and I can't get up and give you anything. Next verse. Yet because of his persistence, not because of his relationship, not because of his friendship, he hit the resistance with persistence. He was three inches away from that door opening and him getting everything he needs. He said not because they were friends, but because he hit the resistance with persistence. He heard no and he went go. In fact, the man got up and gave him everything that he needed. A miracle happened. Provision happened. Let me tell you something, y'all. We better get some persistence because we're experiencing some, some, some resistance in Jesus' name. We keep hearing no, 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 no. The church has got to rise up and go, 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 go. I'm going to shift this thing. I'm going to change this thing. So what does Jesus do? Here, what you got? What do y'all got? They go, we got nothing. They're at the wedding. What do you have? Nothing. It's all gone. We got nothing. Come to your house. What do you got? Nothing. What can you give me? Nothing. I don't even have anything to give. I got nothing for you to work with. He said, listen, we, they, we got empty cobweb filled pots. They had been sitting there. Tradition, religion. Look at me, man. Religion vandalizes grace until you get it into his hands. And Jesus is God's grace embrace for the human race. Come on, somebody. He's the personification of unmerited favor. He's the personification of divine enablement. He's the personification of spiritual empowerment. He's the, the personification of God giving you help when you don't deserve it, when you need it the most, even though you haven't said, he says, what do you got? We got religion is all we got. He says, fill it up with water. Whatever you got, fill it up. And then he touched it. And the head waiter Goes to the bridegroom. I need a man on the piano, please. Goes to the bridegroom. He says, after, usually, after everybody's drunk freely, you can interpret that however you want. But after everyone has drunk freely, they bring out the lousy wine. But you've saved the best until now. Everybody say now. I used to think that the Bible said you saved the best until last. But the Bible says you saved the best until now. That word now in the Greek means from this moment on. Let me tell you something. When you get your miracle, bro, it's from this moment on. Not just this moment. You don't just get one. You keep getting them. God doesn't. This was the beginning of miracles. It's. From now on, miracles are a possibility. That you're no longer limited to your experience. I looked at you this morning. I heard the Holy Spirit say, tell that lady, I'm unwinding her from all the entanglements of her past. I've never seen you in my life. I looked at you. 
I'm unwinding her from all the entanglements of her past and I'm binding you to a new life full of joy, a new dream, no regrets. You're finally going to get a break from your memories. This is the first day of the rest of your life. And here's why. Because you loved him in the face of all of it. You praised him while it was all going on. It didn't steal your God connection. It's all shifted today. Amen, somebody? Does that mean anything to you? It means everything to you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Buckets of joy coming on you. I know what you're looking at. I'm talking to you. No problem. Where you've been weak. Where you felt like life was getting a little too heavy for you. Trying to carry all this. All these people. Places. Things. I'm hearing the Holy Spirit say right here and right now that he's going to pour buckets of joy that's going to translate into massive strength. And all the stuff that you haven't been able to carry is going to feel like nothing. Where you felt like you couldn't even walk, you're going to start running. Where you felt like the burden was too much for you to carry. Your strength is going to be so increased that it's going to be like a fly on an elephant. You're not even going to feel the pressure because of God's joy in your life. When I looked at you, I heard the Holy Spirit say, I'm just going to dump joy. It's going to translate into strength. It's coming from vertical, but you're going to experience it in the horizontal. Amen, somebody? That's a good word for you. Somebody give God praise. So let me go after three things. Three things I want to pray for in the next couple minutes. Number one, I want to pray for people who need a miracle in their body. A miracle of healing. You got a bad report. You got some kind of report. Something hurts. You're just sick and tired of this. You're putting your foot down. You're like, well, Paige, it's my fault. Listen, it wasn't, it wasn't Jesus' fault that the wine ran out, and it's not Jesus' fault that the health ran out. But let me tell you something. He can restore it all, and this can be the best time of your life from now on. God wants to heal you in your body. If you need God to do a miracle in your body, I want you to stand up just right now. We're not going to make a big old production out of this. I'm just going to pray for miracles. Look at this. Look at this, D. Wow. Miracles in your body. In fact, come down here. I, I got a few minutes. Come down here. Please, 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 please. Amen. Make your way down here. 
miracles. If you're, in the, if you're in the balcony, come on. This is your moment. Come close. Thank you, Jesus. Is this okay, church? Okay to pray for miracles for people who've been struggling? How good is God? Whatever's come against you, no, 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 no. You got to convert that into go, 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 go. You are not going to let go of your go. You hang on to Jesus until you are whole and healed and your youth is renewed like the eagle and you're going to rise up and you're going to finish your course and the fear is gone and the pain is gone and the joy is replaced it and you're going to finish stronger than you started in Jesus name. Will you just lift your hands in the altar please? And it's time for you to stop bending your knee to the report. Stop calibrating to what you feel and your experience and what you see and what you've had up until this point. Greater is he that is in you and the ailment is in you, but Jesus is in you. It's time to calibrate to what God. You're like, well, I haven't eaten right. And I, I have a history of this. And I listen, listen, let me tell you what your history is. You have redeemed innocence and the power of the Holy Spirit. And his stripes have made you whole and healed. And it's time to align yourself with his report. Let the no be converted into a go. Shift this thing and let miracles go into motion in your life. So Father, I speak the healing power that comes from the blood of Jesus. Lord, lift the concern. Lift the doubt and unbelief. We break together the power of sickness and disease. And Lord, let people live free. It's for freedom that you came to set us free. Lord, I speak freedom from disease, freedom from pain, freedom from ailment, freedom from fear, freedom from apprehension, freedom from doubt and unbelief. And Lord, I release the power that comes from the blood of Jesus and heal them all in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The name that's above everything that you're feeling and experiencing and being diagnosed with. The name of Jesus. Let him heal you now. In his mighty name. Amen. And amen. Let's give the Lord praise. Let's give the Lord praise. Miracles in motion, God. Can't just stay up here. The next thing I want to I want to pray for, and this is this is dear to my heart, near and dear to my heart, because I love peace in people's lives. I think that if the devil can get your peace, he can get your promise. Because peace is the platform that you possess promise, not panic. People who are panicking don't get promises that are having peace right in the middle of the storm have the power to say stop shut up rebuke the storm and it calm 
a mega storm becomes a mega calm, perfectly calm. And there's way too much relational agitation that's going on in families and in relationships and in our horizontal. And it's messing us up, man. It's messing us up. We're, we're hypersensitive. We're hyper nasal navel gazing. And we, we've lost our ability to have grace and forbearance and love one for another. We're called to carry one another's burdens, not be one another's burdens. And so you need healing in your emotions, healing of your memories because it's showing up in your horizontal connections. Men and women don't know how to get along. Husbands and wives don't know how to get along. Children and parents don't know how to get along anymore. And we're God's people. We need to become the people that the world wants to be. So if can we have an invasion of God's grace and God's peace into our emotional activity? And that our reflex response is love and peace and joy and patience and kindness. If you need prayer for that, I want you to stand. Just right now, wherever you are, just stand. You need peace in your horizontal. Amen. I don't, I'm not going to bring you forward, but just please just stand all over up in the balcony. Thank you, Jesus. These are the three things God told me to pray for today. And will, will everyone just lift your hands and... And let me just speak the peace of God into this place and into your house and into your heart. Lord, for every single person that is in need of a miracle in their emotions and in their relations, Lord, I speak healing in the horizontal, that there'll be love one for another. Lord, that we'll decide to love, we'll decide to forgive, Lord, we will give ourselves a break from accessing the injustice, from nursing our burdens, Lord, and nursing our grudges. And Lord, let the peace of God and the love of God and the harmony of the Holy Spirit eliminate divisions among us, Lord, for everyone who's hearing my voice online, in the balcony, on the floor, in the altar. Lord, I speak the peace of God that passes understanding to guard our hearts and our minds. Do miracles in our relationships, Lord. Turn it around and let us take steps into our future and stop carrying around the injustice of our past. All to the glory of God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Look at me for look at me for one second, then I'm gonna. In fact, can we all just stand and let me just say one more thing? I've got just a few more moments. Now listen to me. I'm not trying to minimize your pain. I'm not trying to devalue the injustice or the pain or the hurt or what they did to you or what you did to yourself. I'm not trying to minimize it. I'm trying to magnify the Lord. I'm not saying what you feel is not valid. 
but I'm saying why don't you let him heal it instead of you constantly feeling it and get on with living the rest of your life full of peace and power in the name of Jesus amen so this is the last thing that I want to pray for today I feel like and I have assessed and I believe I'm right about this that America needs the gospel more than any other time I've seen in my 66 years on the planet. And I'm just so privileged to be a mouthpiece for the, for the kingdom of God in this era and this time. But it's challenging. But I believe that the only thing limiting our reach is our resource. And I want to pray prosperity over your life but not just prosperity but prosperity accompanied with generosity now I know you just retired the debt on this building I'm very proud of you and that's a trophy for the kingdom but now it's time to reach the lost at any cost it's time that our media ministry and our youth ministries and our children's camps and all that we're doing is not limited by resource the only limitation on pastor Dwayne's vision is the ability to pay for it so I want to ask God to increase your ability to generate resources so you can have an increased ability to give resources amen blessed to be a blessing that we will become people that trust God for increase and then release the increase so that lost people can become saved people and we will empty out hell and fill up heaven in Jesus name amen somebody so will you lift your hands and let me just pray prosperity over you the windows of heaven everyone who's hearing my voice Lord I pray for the prosperity that is promised Jesus you became a curse you became poor that we might become rich that we might advance the kingdom of God on this planet that we might increase the reach of the gospel Lord I pray increase prosperity the release of resources Lord that a spirit of generosity will hit this house at a whole nother level Lord give us favor with the lost give us ideas and entrance father into people who have lost their way and Lord let this be a house of hope a house of healing a house of redemption a house of redeemed innocence Lord bless every person who's hearing my voice pour out resource and Lord let us sow it let us be blessed to be a blessing in the mighty name of Jesus everybody that believes it say amen and give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise amen now grab somebody's hand glory to God don't miss tonight at five o'clock I wish I could tell you what I'm talking to you about it's gonna be ridiculous but I'm gonna talk about what stops the free flow of promise in your life in between what and what does the doubt come in 
and stop you from getting what you want. God just showed this to me. I've only recently discovered this for my own life. And I just felt like I need that to release that into your life. So don't miss tonight at five. I flew all the way from California. Just get your tail to church. Amen, somebody. You're like, I can't get authority over the dishes in my sink. Leave the dishes in your sink. I'm here one time a year. Don't hurt my feelings by staying home. Okay, anyway, you're here today. Everybody got got a hold of somebody and you're not right with God. You're like, Hage, I've been raging. I feel like I'm living my life from a prison. I'm peppered with regrets. No matter how much money I make, I'm not happy disconnected from my wife and my kids I'm doing a parade of a charade I'm hurting and I can't get healing I need Jesus I've never I've never served him or you're here and you've served him but you're not serving him anymore you're just kind of wandering floating you're like a gypsy spiritually all over the place you have no roots and no fruits and it's not what happened to you that you can't get over it's the lie that came through the door of what happened to you it's time to shut the door on the lie and open the door to the truth and for you to get free let's erase the question mark and put an exclamation point and let's start living our lives on purpose amen So let's all pray this together. Pray it wherever you are at home, in the balcony, on the floor, in the altar. But let's all pray together. Say this, Heavenly Father, today's my day. The first day of the rest of my life. Thank you for your invitation into the supernatural. Into the adventure that'll bring fulfillment and satisfaction. Father, I admit it, been going my own way, doing my own thing. Forgive me, I pray. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. And even if nobody goes with me, Lord, I'm gonna follow you from this day on. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information, if you're in need of prayer or just want to connect with the community, go to reslife.org, follow us on social media, or email us anytime at reslife at reslife.org. We hope you have a blessed day, and we will see you again soon.